What song is it you want to hear? Welcome to the Secret Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. The Secret Chord explores spirituality through the lens of great music. And we're sponsored by SuperJeweler.com, my favorite online fine jewelry destination. And without further ado, please enjoy this podcast. Hi, folks, and welcome to episode 37 of the Secret Chord Podcast. I'm excited today to bring you the music of one of my favorite artists, Tom Waits. Tom was born December 7th, 1949, and he's an American singer-songwriter, musician, composer, and occasional actor. His lyrics often focus on the underbelly of society and are delivered in his trademark deep, gravelly voice, which we're going to hear soon. He worked mostly in jazz during the 1970s, but his music since the 80s has reflected greater influence from blues, rock, vaudeville, and other experimental genres. He's a two-time Grammy Award winner, and despite a lack of mainstream commercial success, Tom has influenced many musicians and gained an international cult following. In 2011, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and in 2015, he was ranked at number 55 on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Songwriters of All Time. Early on, he developed a love of R&B and soul singers like Ray Charles and James Brown and Wilson Pickett, as well as country music like Roy Orbison. Bob Dylan later became a very strong influence, with Tom placing transcriptions of Dylan's lyrics on his bedroom walls. He later described himself as a rebel against rebels, since he rejected the hippie subculture which was growing in popularity and was instead inspired by the 1950s beat generation having a love of beat writers like Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, and William Burroughs. Tom has a very unusual voice. He himself described his voice as being, quote, the sand in the sandwich. One of his biographers characterized his voice as one that sounds like it was hauled through Hades in a dredger. Critic Daniel Durkholz described it as sounding as though it was soaked in a vat of bourbon, left hanging in the smokehouse for a few months, and then taken outside and run over with a car. And yet another of his own favorite descriptions of his vocal style was that of Louis Armstrong and Ethel Merman meeting in hell. Love all of those. In terms of the themes of his music, his biographer described Waits World, his music, as a place of the ricocheted romantics bent out of shape by a broad who should have known better, the twisted psychotics, the loners, the losers. And Andy Gill expressed the view that throughout Tom's oeuvre, the themes of low-life redemption of escape is ever-present. And we're going to talk about that also in a little bit. But first, let's hear from the man himself. This is off his album Real Gone, which was his 15th studio album, released October of 2004. This is Make It Rain by the great Tom Waits.
love that tune. This is a gritty, bluesy, and raw tune, and it's typical of one facet of Tom's style. He also sings classic spirituals, odd carnival polkas, jazzy ballads, straight-ahead R&B, and tells great, though eccentric, stories on his albums. Here, he's not trying to be pretty or polished. He has an irritated, aggressive tone and doesn't sound particularly happy. This is more the anger stage of the five steps of mourning. But he also has songs that could represent the other four. Tom uses a lot of biblical themes, and here he says, I'm not Abel, I'm just Cain. Open up the heavens, make it rain. I'm close to heaven, crushed at the gates. They sharpen their knives on my mistakes. So as we mentioned, Tom is all about redemption for the sinners. For the people who realize their lives have gone wrong, 
but they can't get out for whatever reason. This guy knows he's Cain, the murderer, and not the innocent Abel. He wants to get to heaven, but he's crushed at the gates. He asks throughout the song for rain, for mercy, for heavenly assistance. There comes a point when people become so habituated to doing wrong that it just becomes acceptable, something you can live with. Cain himself was offered redemption by the Almighty, who said, if you improve, you'll be lifted up. But if not, sin crouches at the door and its desire is towards you. You have the free will to change, but the power of evil is ever-present and coiled and ready to strike. Ultimately, the choice is yours. Now, let's talk about his album, Bone Machine. Critic Steve Huey calls it perhaps Tom Waits' most cohesive album, a morbid, sinister nightmare, one that applied the quirks of his experimental 80s classics to stunningly evocative and often harrowing effect. Waits is most affecting and powerful recording, even if it's not his most accessible. The album won a Grammy for Best Alternative Album, and in response to the news, Tom told his friend, director Jim Jarmish, alternative to what? Well, let's listen now to our main feature. This is Dirt in the Ground by the great Tom Waits.
Again, just love that song. And I ask for your indulgence. I know it's not an easy song to listen to or to appreciate. Nonetheless, it's great. This is a very dark and melancholic tune. Though it has this dirge-like quality, it's also pretty and sentimental in its own way. It has a simple but beautiful piano part with a slow and deep horn section that includes an unusual but always great bass clarinet with its very deep and sonorous tone. Tom's voice is very high here and sounds almost strained at times, but maybe that's just part of his point. It's a subject that strains us all. He does dig in and deliver some great-sounding blues riffs as well, especially in the choruses. Regardless of what you think of the quality of his voice, I think it's hard to avoid being affected by it. It's a musically and lyrically evocative piece of music. So in researching Tom and his music online, I found a fascinating article by a guy named Ben Myers writing for a site called Faith and Theology. And the title of it was Theologian of the Disanglion. And this is what he has to say about Tom as a musician. I don't think it's too much of an exaggeration to describe Tom Waits as a theologian, as long as we add that he's a theologian of the disanglion, the bad news. His songs conjure up a swirling chaos of monsters and madness, devils and despair. And on the horizon of this dark world, we glimpse the first faint glow of dawn, the surprising appearance of grace de profundis, which means a heartfelt cry of appeal, expressing deep feelings of sorrow or anguish. But this bad news is indeed good news, the best and happiest news for the undeserving, the criminals those riddled and rotten with shame and doubt. As Waits puts it in one of his more conventional gospel songs, does life seem nasty, brutish, and short? Come on up to the house. At the world's dark end, all that remains is grace. Grace for the ungodly, which is therefore the grace of God. Tom writes, What does it matter? A dream of love or a dream of lies? We're all going to be in the same place when we die. Your spirit don't leave knowing your face or your name. The wind through your bones is all that remains. Now, King Solomon noted something similar in the book of Ecclesiastes when he said, The wise man has eyes in his head, whereas the fool walks in darkness. But I also recognize that the same fate awaits them all. 
This is highlighting a very deep and very significant question. If we're all going to be just dirt in the ground, then what exactly is the point of doing anything, holding any belief, taking any positive action? Dirt in the ground simply and fully nullifies all meaning, all aspiration, all love, all beauty, all justice, and all hope. And yet, despite all of that, hope remains. The truth is that the very recognition of concepts such as love and justice is, in and of itself, evidence of the transcendent. Since these ideas can't take root in any kind of consistent and concrete fashion in the material world and are often simply absent, to hold that they actually exist is to tacitly acknowledge a world of absolutes, one in which these ideas truly and fully exist. So while it's absolutely true that we're all going to be dirt in the ground, that's okay, since as Solomon also said, the dust returns to the ground from which it came, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Our dirt going to ground is simply the shedding of the nasty, brutish, and short aspect of our existence, and is the very key that opens the door when we, quote-unquote, come on up to the house. Those are my brief thoughts on the great Tom Waits and two of his great songs, He has an incredible catalog that I recommend you check out and is really an an extraordinary and unusual artist. I hope you've enjoyed considering these ideas and this music. And as always, we look forward to being back together again next week with more music and more ideas. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please consider leaving a comment or a review to help us spread the word. And please subscribe to the podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms. To support us, please visit our Patreon account. And if you'd like to communicate with me directly, please feel free to email me at ajacobs at The Secret Chord is produced and engineered by Naor Cohen. 